My first rifle was a 243. Papa gave daddy and daddy gave to me. And they taught me how to shoot with a steady hand. I guess that's something you don't understand. Here we are with another episode of All American Wing Shooting Podcast. Today, we have a revolutionary brand coming on here. Sarah Daco is the COO with Ranger. And I don't know if you're actually with Ranger, if you're with Randolph, but I know that both companies are really important to the wing shooting world, to the sporting clay world. And you are also third generation with that company. Correct. Yes. Well, Anna, thanks. I'm so excited to be here today and to talk about um, our brand. And yes, our parent company is Randolph Engineering and our sister company is Ranger. Well, for anybody that's listening and don't know what we're talking about, you were missing one iconic piece of equipment in your hunting bag. So, or your shooting bag, I've worn Ranger glasses, not knowing any different. Like that was where I started way back when I started like 2016, I guess when I started shooting sporting clays and you guys were everywhere. Yeah, At all yeah. the shows, the vendor events. I was like, "Well, this is what the cool kids are wearing. This is what I'm buying." <laughs> Great. Yeah, no, definitely. We've uh, we've been around since about 1990. Um, my my late uncle was responsible for uh, really bringing the brand to life. He just through an affiliate in the shooting industry. He just saw an opportunity to bring something to the market that just really hasn't been seen before. Um, so we've been a little bit of a hidden gem for a while. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we our roots were grounded in the clay shooting industry, um, but be, but as a result of that, we definitely have a lot of hunters that have um, worn our product in the in the wing shooting um, category, and they love it. So I was a tournament hunter, so that meant that I was competing in the hunting field, and you get drawn for your placement of when you go throughout the day. And having my glasses coming from the clay world into that, um, I mean, I started there, but I wasn't very good. <laughs> so I went to the clay world so that I could learn to shoot. And then I went back to it. And I and I f- know, I know for a fact that there are times that I saw birds, I was able to hit birds because of the technology of my glasses. And, um, and I know that that just sounds so crazy to people that have never used them. But in the late evening, that that afternoon, or on a cloudy day, you pull up your gun on a quail, and there's a tree line there, and it absolutely disappears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 so ironic the um, you know the history of clay shooting and how it ties into wing shooting, right? That's where it really was was developed from originally, um, and what's what's really nice about our product is we've uh, created lenses really based on different lighting conditions. So exactly to what you were speaking about, you know, later in the day, the sun's starting to set, um, your colors are starting to um, change a little bit on you. They play little tricks on you as the color changes. So some of our lenses will either brighten up the scenario you're seeing, or it may dampen a color, like it might dampen your greens for you to be able to see what you're shooting a little bit better. Um, so it's definitely something that we've we've focused on um, in the clay, and surprisingly, it's been um, carried over into our into hunting. And when we have hunters who use it for varying times of the day, absolutely. Um, 
And Amy was telling me yesterday that there's a new lens coming out, a darker purple lens for the really bright days. And so just having that clarity. So I'm going to tell you a fun fact, if I can put my hand on it. Um, (laughs) From yesterday, there were three point something million birds that are not retrieved because of wounded like they're wounded right so they're not retrieved or they're not found so the the fun thing about that is okay well that's pushing the dog world but when you look at it from an overall perspective of wounding something well what if your vision was just better mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. and you would have more kill shots you know cleaner kill shots and that's what we're after we're after that instant um kill shot so that everything is done the best way possible you know and Vision is key. And I have um, astigmatism. So Uh I have a depth perception problem Uh and clarity. I can tell a big difference. There are some clays that I just, I just can't shoot them. Like a really far, a certain angled Shondell is going to trick me every time because I can't process the angle. But I do know if I have the right lens in the clarity changes my success percentage or just my confidence of where it is. Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting you say that because what you were saying, Amy was telling you about the new lens, that's part of our, um, react AI line. And, um, it's actually a revolutionary line that we launched, uh, last year for lenses. And with that, we looked at our lenses a little differently than in the past years, Um, we really looked at what are the outputs? We want to make sure that we're not sacrificing depth perception. We want to make sure that it's visually clear, the target for a shooter. Um, So, and we wanted to keep colors true and natural uh, because that is a better way to contrast your target against your background. Um, So exactly to what you were speaking to, uh, our new line React really focuses in on that. So you're going to have probably better depth perception than you've ever had before or close to, 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 to the naked eye. Um, and you're going, you're going to see that target that your, your bird or that target clearer, even at a further distance. So that it's, we're, we're just so happy about the technology behind these lenses and um, this particular lens, it's a little bit of a darker lens, uh, an extension to the line. Um, but it was something our consumers were asking for, you know, so we listened It's something that is very important to us as we really listen to our consumer. We really listen to the, um, to our fans, our pro shooters, because their information is, is important for our future product. Well, I always shoot with the purple lens. Most of the time that's that, that I guess it's just the time of day that I'm always going, but that's typically the lens that I keep in my glasses. And then Mm -hmm. to, find out that we get a darker one on like, it's just going to make me better. Okay. <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. I'm so excited. Um, so I have been familiar with your product because I use it, but I haven't always been familiar with your team, but what was yeah. super cool two years ago in Vegas. Um, and I'm not even really sure how we connected originally, but I, I ran into max. Mm-hmm. There was someone else at, um, SCI convention it was you. Okay. Cause yes. I was thinking that it was you. I was sitting there scrolling through my phone. I'm like, I know we've had a conversation before, yes. um, but I stayed in touch with Max over, you know, over the years or whatever. And last year, I really did think about you guys walking around Nashville. Um, there's so many 
it's just a different crowd, you know, when you come to the yeah. South and there's so many shooters here. And this was another fun fact about Nashville and, and the crowd that it brought together versus being in Vegas. Nashville is within eight hours. Mm-hmm. Do you know these, the stats that you hear about it? Because SCI people have talked about this for forever. It's like, we finally came where our people are, but it's yes. eight hours within like 60% of licensed hunters and not just bird hunters or, or clay shooters, but just hunters in general. And, um, so it was so much fun to see this other crowd um, in Nashville, which brought a whole different culture too. And I was like, man, they should be here. You guys I was just going to say, here. <laughs> I know we should have been there. Hopefully, hopefully uh, soon. Um, I think they're, they change locations every year. I believe SEI does, right? They will be in Nashville this coming year and oh. the following year, and then off to New Orleans. All right. I will make a mental note. We'll talk to Max about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because if hunters tried them on, if they, if they felt yeah. the, felt the difference, it's a feeling, right? I mean, night and day confidence when you pull up and everybody has to deal with sh- shades and mm-hmm. um, different lighting scenarios throughout a day. So I, I got to thinking, <laughs> this is kind of like, you're a shooter. So, you know, <laughs> um, most of the time we're in the dog world and we, we all talk about how we pick on each other about our dog breeds and we're like total snobs, but in the clay world, it's, you've got the choke changers and the non choke changers. Right. Yep. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm not a choke changer. I don't have the time. I don't even know what chokes in there. I just shoot it, you know? And that was the way that I was trained because my, my coach just put me on like the hardest thing so that I wouldn't, I would never think about it. Right. It would never come from a mental game before I even knew it was an option. But now I don't have extra chokes in my bag. I have all my lenses. So I'm like, Oh, (laughs) I got to switch out my lens. So it's really funny. I just, I thought about that the other day and I busted out laughing all by myself. Cause I'm like, man, I've made so many, so much fun of those choke changers and I'm a lens changer. <laughs> uh, well, well, Anna, I have to admit, I am also not a choke changer because my coach also <laughs> taught me the same way. <laughs> so, uh, but I fully understand. I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I guess the, the one difference is, is your hand-eye coordination is so important. And that's why vision is so key, right? And we have a tool that can help you or your vision be able to connect those things together a little bit better for you. Um, I mean, we've heard it time and time again from 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 kids or, or kids' parents or just new shooters. It's just like, wow, what a difference wearing your product versus the off-the-shelf, you know, yeah. other no-name <laughs> Uh, yeah. brands but just it really made a difference for them and they're just like we we on average pick up an extra two three targets or can see you know birds or uh game just that much better because of the lenses two or so. three targets is a game changer that's I a know. Win. you know that a- is a win so okay i'm gonna confess here my favorite ones are my rose gold ones which were my original pair and um the foul is the Falcon sports. Yes. Well, I like those because when I put on my fancy field clothes, which I don't always wear, but when I do, I really like those glasses, right? Well, you sent me the, um, the Falcon pros yeah. and that set. Well, of course they're like way too nice. So now Taterbug <laughs> has started shooting my nine-year-old. She's taken over my sports and I'm like, don't you let anything <laughs> <laughs> glasses but 
even as a kid, like I still want to put her in what works and the fit of those glasses are so light and so comfortable. Yeah. I mean, we've heard that time, time again, too, that it's just, it's, it's a very comfortable product to wear. It's easy to, um, you know, change, change lenses out. Uh, and it's a, it's a nice uh, product for them to have. And, and actually, and we hear that story a lot where, you know, someone's shooting and then the, the, the kid gets old enough and they pass down their product, um, to their, to their child. Uh, so we hear that story all the time, which is really neat. Um, but you know, also something that we've done over time is kind of created that product to bring that new young shooter in like our phantom and our duster is something that's really there for that young new shooter. And as they graduate, we have, we have different products for them as they grow, they grow in the sport, they grow in the brand. Um, so we're really excited to kind of have something for everybody. Uh, but it just, it, it warms my heart that you have a story like that too, because we do hear that all the time. Yeah. Okay. So everybody with their kids that are about to start back shooting for the school year with their SCTP team or, um, or their school league. This is such a great gift to kick them off and like up their confidence and everything. So we'll, we'll link all of your, um, your website information and, and everything on the podcast. So people will be able to find you, but okay. I get all geeked up about the history and the history of this brand is absolutely iconic and it's never talked about, but it is the all American story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at our parent brand as well. Um, yeah. So if you want me to go that far back. <laughs> yeah, I do. I love it because that's where it all started. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, my grandfather years ago, um, you know, was working in the optical machinery trade um, and, uh, a, a coworker, well, someone walked in, uh, that ended up being his coworker and he ended up connecting with that person so well, he thought that that person was very talented. Um, so, um, my grandfather, Jan and his now partner, um, coworker, sorry, co-founder, uh, Stanley, um, basically created Randolph. and they were a tool dye manufacturer for many years. So they were making both parts for, for the optical industry, and they were making machinery for the optical industry. And the word on the street was that they were so good and so talented that other um, local manufacturers would actually call them in to problem solve on equipment uh, when they had machines break down. So they kind of were, they were it back in the day. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. they they have a further story that I think is super important that you, that you left out about how yeah. they migrated to the U.S. Yes. And they built their American dream. And I have been in New York City and shopped at the Randolph store. So I know how iconic it's it's literally the all-American story of of building a business. Absolutely. Yep. They were they were both Polish immigrants. They did come here and they had a dream. Um, I think my grandfather, he had he ended up he owned an apartment complex here, actually in Quincy, Massachusetts, um, and completely just sold it. And went all in on Randolph um, for his side of it. So he just he just took a nosedive, and it was it was successful. Here we are, fifty years later. Um, so we're very proud, and it's it's very um, I'm very grateful and very proud to be here. You know, third generation, and we also have third generation in the other founding family and the Zaleski family here too. So we're we're proud to be a part of it and to continue the the legacy that our grandparents created years ago. 
Yeah. So were they shooters? How, how did this all yeah. come into the shooting industry? Was it just because they had a solution and there was a need or was there the passion for it? Where did your passion for shooting come yeah, from? So, um, that one's a little bit of a funny story. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, my late, um, uncle Richard Verskevich, uh, had just had known an affiliate in the shooting industry and he just became very interested in the market um, and kind of did a little bit of research on what's out there. We knew eyewear pretty well. So it was just come, something new, something different. And he saw an opportunity. Um, and, and then the Ranger line was born in the 1990s. And um, he would, he, as well as partnering with some optical partners uh, would start to go to events and shoots and, um, really just started to grow the brand. Uh, ironically though, my uncle did not shoot. <laughs> um, I'm actually the first shooter in here, which believe it or not, <laughs> close, your, close, close your ears on the first shooter here. But it's really been great because um, I live the industry and it, I've been able to take you know back invaluable data back to the team, the product team, the marketing team um, to, to help grow our brand. Um, but uh, we always thought it was a, we always thought it was funny that my uncle never shot, um, but was, was the reason the whole brand was created uh, in the first place. So a little funny story. <laughs> so how often do you get to go upland hunting up there? Cause you guys are uh, um, close, a lot closer to the grouse woods and woodcock. And I love that so much. I know. Don't really I know. have much of that down South. Yeah. So, um, all right. Don't, don't get mad at me, but I actually don't hunt myself. <laughs> um, I, I'm a clay shooter. My husband's the hunter in the, in the household. Um, um yeah, I know, I know I'm, it's kind of crazy being in the industry that I am, but I used to want to be a veterinarian veterinarian many years ago. So, um, I feel a little bad, <laughs> but at the same time I fully uh, support it. Um, you know, I, I, eat the bird. I eat the animals that my husband. Oh my hunts. gosh. Woodcock. <laughs> I know people are like, you love woodcock. I'm like, I could not wait to get home and put yeah. woodcock in butter. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And, and you worked so dang hard for those birds. Yeah. You savor that because they're so <sighs> small. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and, um, I've, I've grown a respect for it, right. Just, I've spent a lot of, I said, if I'm going to be in this industry, I have to learn it. So yeah. I've been, you know, some of our Olympic shooters and our pro shooters, I've been on hunts with them and in doing myself, they swear they're going to get me to do it someday. Um, but I've been on them. I really have taken time to learn about it. Um, and I have had many conversations about it and listened to a lot of hunters. Um, so that's, that feed, that's feedback I've taken back to the team too, but. Well, you definitely need to get involved with the ground, the rough grouse society, because every grouse hunter is always getting whacked in the face with limbs. So they cannot live without it. And just having the contrast too, when mm -hmm. you're still hunting with the leaves on the trees, mm -hmm. you just get a snapshot, you know I mean? There's no, there's no real like, making sure your beads on the bird and swing through. There's none of that in the grouse woods, you know? So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll wear mine there. I was like, well, if they get scratched up, then I'll just replace them. But I got to have all of the odds I can in my bag, or I'm never going to make it up here. It's like quail hunting on steroids. Yeah. yeah. The lenses are replaceable. Your vision, not so much. So that's right. a good thing to have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to hit anything if I'm walking around with my eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, but yeah, go ahead. what's your favorite clay game? What, where are you, um, where are you all focused in? 
Um, I definitely favor the sporting, sorry, trap and skeet shooters. <laughs> I do shoot trap and skeet as well, um, but I primarily um, shoot sporting. It's just, it's fun. It's different. I like shooting trap and skeet to increase my consistency, if you will. Um, but I do love the thrill of the sporting game where, you know, every course is a little different from, from the next. And it's, yeah. yeah. So it's, I do too. And then I got hooked into super sporting when I was shooting sporting clays and then, okay. So you, have you started shooting Halise? Because I didn't think I would ever go back I'm to the not. clay game. Okay. Well, we're going <laughs> to set a date. You're going to come down and meet me at Prairie Wildlife and we're going to shoot with Xavier because All right. you're, it's like a whole nother high. Yep. I love it. I love it. I kept telling them that I was just going to pack up, bring the dogs, spend the whole summer there and get really good at it so that I could compete again. Is I miss the thrill of competing. Yep. Yeah. You'll have to get back in there. You I know. know. <laughs> They're just so far away. It's like six hours. And I'm like, okay, I got to come and stay for like two weeks if I'm going to drive that far and start shooting. Right. There's, there's so many events now, so many new places. It's so hard to like pick and choose where to go now, just because it's grown so much that, um, you just, you want to be at all of them, right? He'll yeah. also be, he'll also be broke if you go to all of them, but <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, uh, uh, an expensive sport, but, but fun and addictive, uh, to say the least. So, well, what shows are you, or what tournaments are you guys hitting up to take your booth and to be just to have a presence at? Yeah, um, it, it changes year to year, to be honest. And plus, we also have a lot a dealer network that will be at a lot of our events. So uh, it just depends on the, the year and the location. You know, we've been to the SCTP championships in at Cardinal Center. Um, we've been into the New England Rodeo um, shoot in Texas. I don't know if you've ever done that with the kids, but that is fun. Yeah, it's, it's just so great to see the smile on the kids' faces because they're there to just shoot and, and it's 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 like work but it's not for them and they love I it I know the kids will suck suck you in and I was telling my parents because my oldest daughter rode horses and so we did all the traveling all over the southeast for the horse shows and I'm like y'all ain't seen nothing yet wait till Taterbug is old enough to join the shooting team mm -hmm. and then we have to have fifth wheel and we got to have our toy or like the toy hauler with the side by side and your grills and everything and then it just turns into a party for all the parents yeah you're gonna be very busy then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait I can't wait yeah yeah. And, um, so like nationals is some, as a place that we, we go down in Texas for sporting and, um, we usually have three or four dealers on site there too. So, you know, it just depends on the year. Um, we try new things like we've been to the NRA convention, which also was in Nashville. So I fully understand why the SEI is, a, is a great place to have it in Nashville and it's a place we should be at, but, um, but yeah, we're, it, it changes year to year. Mm -hmm. So is that schedule posted anywhere for shooters to look at and kind of plan to? It's not, but we should. So Amy, taking a mental note here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to help people find you um, because yes. that's how I found you, you know, was at Georgia State shoot yeah. and there was a tent there and I was like, I tried them on and I said, I'm not shooting today without these glasses and I bought them right then. Awesome. Um, yeah. And it was great. Now, if my mental game had been a little further along, I would have done really well. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the other part of it, right? Is the mental game. <laughs> oh my God. I'll never forget. It was, it was my first one and I didn't feel like I was ready, but my coach pushed me and we shot every tournament together. I don't know yeah. if I've ever shot a tournament without him. And we started and I was on fire and I was like, 
yes, like it's finally coming together, you know, and you try to stay out of your head. And I was getting where I was walking station to station, just staying in my mental game. And then the whole middle of my course just trash. Like I just trashed the whole thing because you just, like, I just like blanked out. It was like, I just couldn't stay there. Well, then I got myself back together. Cause I'm like, okay, well I've already bombed it. So I'll just start over. Yeah. You know, it took me a little while to get to where I could stay steady all through this, this, you know, the course, but that was my thing is like, I would start strong, then I'd fall apart. Then I'd get it back together. I never, never really started bad. I yeah. was like tricking myself. Yeah. It, that sounds a bit like a familiar course. I, and sometimes <laughs> I would just, I would just change some lenses and, and just pump myself up and say that was the reason, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. And, and surprisingly, I would do much better after I changed the lenses. So, um, you know, it's great to have a good, a good selection of lenses too, for that reason. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, that's so true. But that was your trigger. That was your right. research trigger. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and so it gives you a whole new advice. What's your favorite yeah. shooting tip, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> right. Change your lenses. No, um, actually we, we, we do advise people to, um, like for example, in clay shooting or trap and skeet, we advise people to change them, um, early, earlier when they're transitioning to the next, um, game or the next station, because your eyes have to adjust a little bit to the new color. So if you change them right before you're about to shoot, it's probably the worst time for you to change them. So if you can at least have it on for three to five minutes before you're going to go shoot the activity, um, that's the, actually what we recommend people to do just for your eyes to adjust to those to those new lenses just a little bit and they don't mess you up. Okay, well, that is good. That makes perfect sense too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. That, that would be just so much fatigue. I, I could tell too, just having the stigmatism and the, and the problems that you have with your vision. I think I came in with like every single um, variable that I like to call it with yeah. my coach, you know, shooting with the wrong hand versus, you know, your, your um, eye dominance and just every single thing was wrong, wrong done, wrong everything. So we had to kind of break me down and rebuild me. <laughs> And that was the thing is that women, especially, and you can probably talk about this a lot longer than I can, but our um, eyes can fight for dominance. Mm -hmm. What like that a much higher percentage than men and the fatigue that it causes us uh, doesn't allow us to stay focused through long, long sessions. So it's almost like we have to build our, our um, strength up in our arms, right. To keep our gun steady. We, we have to do the same thing with our eyes and our focus. Yeah, that's definitely something we've heard a lot is the, is the cross dominance. Um, and, um, women, you know, sometimes get, uh, maybe not so much incorrect advice, but it's definitely important to really kind of focus and see that, that right coach or have that right coach that understands that the dominance, yeah. um, to be able to help with that. You know, most, most coaches will, well, I'm going to, I don't want to say most coaches, but depending on the sport you're in, they'll really want you to shoot with two eyes, um, because you're going to see the better field of view with two. Um, but you know, some, some sports they'll, they'll recommend, you know, putting, something over the other eye of the non-dominant eye to help with that, but, or to strengthen the other, the other eye, uh, it, it just varies. Right. Um, Which but, work, may work for you on the clay field, but you can't do that in the wing shooting world. Yeah. In the wing shooting world, you have to do what works for you in the moment. Right. And this is what I always told my clients too. I'm like, okay, there is a correct way, like a standard, but mm -hmm. you're not trying to be an Olympian. <laughs> 
So let's just get you successful with your own personal goals and whatever that looks like for you roll with it and just don't talk about it. If you think somebody's going to shame you, (laughs) right? No, a hundred percent. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. If you close one eye, nobody knows what you do. Don't talk about it. If you don't want to be shamed (laughs) or if you don't want to defend yourself, because like trying to tell a mom who is trying to just shoot as a hobby for an outlet that they have to learn to shoot with their opposite hand to match their dominant eye Mm -hmm. is going to give her a reason to find another hobby. Yeah. And we want to keep her, mm-hmm. you know, we want to keep her. So <clears throat> I, I just have a different perspective on all that, but <laughs> it depends on if you're building a rock star, you know, but you know, it's just like building a dog, whatever a champion means to you. Yeah. No. And, and I, I fully agree because when I got into the sport, I mean, everybody, I think in it, I feel like it's me being more of a woman, but everybody wanted to tell me how to shoot. And I finally, you know, had a coach that just say, said, don't listen to everybody, listen to yourself, start with yourself. And that's exactly what you're saying. So um, that's what I did and found my own little, little niche and started it. <laughs> I mean, there's advice you want to listen to. And then there's advice that you kind of, okay, thank you. And keep going. <laughs> I have three like all time favorite coaches in across mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. But I only shot with one full time, like, and and Demas, um, I still shoot with him, and I talk to him every day for mental management training, just about life because he, uh, I didn't know all this, but how I got started in shotgunning is because Gainesville, Georgia, DU chapter wanted me to host a ladies event, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I grew up shooting guns, yeah, I can do it, and I was shooting. But I wasn't like proficient, but you don't, I like, I didn't, I wasn't even around anybody even know what the standard was. Right. I'm like, I can get these new ladies shooting just a little private five stand. And I was so overwhelmed. Like everybody was safe, but I could not talk about technique like I can now. Right. And so I went back to that committee and I'm like, y'all must outed me as a complete fraud. Y'all better find me a coach. And so (laughs) just through a random duck hunting recommendation they put me in touch with my coach and it was an absolute godsend because he's certified through all the Lanny Bassam um, programs and we had no idea like I had no idea what a gift he would be to my life Um, it changed my life absolutely changed my life shotgunning shooting sports wing shooting absolutely gave me a whole new identity yeah, definitely. And it, it is important, you know, when you're coming in, when you're new, you don't really know where to go. And coaches, I think, really take you to the next level. Right? Like you just said, you don't really know the techniques or the product to use um, until you really start talking to people and getting, you know, advice from that coach and really helping you because you'll hear a hundred different things from a hundred different people, but mm-hmm. you really find that person to work with and it will, will help you all the way around. For sure. Yeah. And all the confidence that you gain on the course or in the field bleeds into every aspect of your life. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> I, and I love it. And I love talking about it. Yeah. I absolutely love talking about it. And the Lanny Bassam program also, um, he also talks about parenting champions. So not only do they focus on building pro athletes, but then they've built this whole program about how to raise successful kids. And you know how many kids there are shooting these days. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the number is. Do you even know the number off the top of your head? 
No, but it's growing rapidly. I know that, you know, it's, it's women and and kids are the fastest growing. It's still proportionately much lower in comparison, but it's just every year. It's just the, like the SETP shoots are just getting bigger and bigger. Oh Um, my gosh. It's a sea of kids. I bet I haven't been to the Cardinal center four years, maybe. Oh my gosh. There's just kids everywhere. It Mm -hmm. is. um, I don't even know what to compare it to. Like. I don't CMA know fest for the youth for shooting. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just like a sea of kids and they're all in their cool shooting gear and yep. they've got their own swag and team colors. And yep. it was and, so much fun. Yeah. Like I said earlier that I loved my favorite, my favorite events were the youth events because they're just, they're sponges, you know, they listen to everything. And I've even done, um, at some events in the past, I've even done education sessions, you know, with the parents and kids at our booth uh, to try to educate even the parents too on product, right? And why it's important and why maybe a clear lens is not going to work for you on a really bright day, things like that. So, um, uh, I, like I said, it's it, they're like sponges and, and just a joy, and they the, the smiles on their faces when they're at these events. It's just it's a it's a pleasure to see for sure. <laughs> Yeah, there is um, a vibe there that that we take as adults. I mean, because I would give anything if I'd been able to start shooting at that age. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to remember, like, I wasn't this geeked up about JC's riding. I was fine being the barn mom. It's going to be a whole nother ball game with tater bug shooting. I am not going to want to sit on the sidelines. <laughs> That's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right there with her. Uh, You'll have to practice just, that. You got to let her be, let her be. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I do let Demas coach her. I'm like, I want her to have that relationship with him because it's so special for me. And then he also coached my oldest daughter too. So yeah, that's real. It's been really fun to have this coach. I mean, he's like family to us now after all these years, but um, when, when you shoot with a coach like that and you, you have to dig so deep, right. To become your best self when you're, Mm -hmm. when you're focused on competing, which you are around hardcore competitors all the time. Yes. And I know that Kim Rhodes, she's competing right now. Yes. In Italy. Yep. Yeah. So World Cup, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. everybody needs to follow her on mm-hmm. social media. Like the stories that she posts, like the support with her dad, and she is a mom and all, and what she accomplishes is so inspiring. Yes. And, and yeah, so, so a little, a story about Kim, right? Um, my uncle years ago, when she was about 13 years old, my uncle Richard, who is the one who, you know, started the Ranger brand years ago, um, he was at one of the shoots and he noticed Kim and just said, wow, that girl can really shoot. You know, I wonder if she's sponsored by anybody. So my uncle approached her and um, asked if she wanted to be sponsored by Ranger. And of course, you know, you're 13, you're, it lights up your life when someone says, <laughs> yeah. you want to be sponsored. Um but I have to, I have to say we've every single Olympics that she has been to and every medal she's won, she's actually worn Rangers. She did, she did switch for a little time, but she came right back on her own. Um, she just really is dedicated to our product where we've been, um, you know, dedicated to her at the same, but I, I love that she's been wearing Rangers since she's been 13 years old and still today and still competing, which is absolutely amazing. Oh, I, I stalk her Instagram. Cause I like, I understand I only got to do it for two and a half years, but I understand the time that she's committing to her practicing and stuff. I'd shop five or six days for two and a half years. 
And I don't know how I got away with it then, but I would do it all over again if somebody gave me the green light to go tomorrow. And and it is hard. It is so hard to juggle your life and then carry that pressure. I have no idea what it would be like to to have the status that she has and have to keep the titles going like she does. Uh-huh. But just go into the range every day. It sounds like fun, right? Everybody's like, oh yeah, I wish I could shoot every day. And it's just, it's such a different personal um not it's not a struggle but it's a challenge like it's a mm-hmm. personal challenge that she's facing and i think it is just the coolest thing shooting sports to me and that personal challenge is addictive yeah definitely and and um when she had told us when she trains for the olympics she's shooting about 500 rounds a day for practice just it's it's work right it's commitment yeah. it's work but at the end of the the end of the day it's it's um it's amazing when you when you get there right yeah, and I'm um, sure she's she's shooting as long as it's not lightning. She's out yeah. there. What <laughs> the weather's like. Yeah, like pretty, she doesn't get to <laughs> she doesn't get to call it off just uh because it's raining. Yeah. If you if you ever get a chance to 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 get her on, um she's she's got some some neat hunting stories from when she was a kid. And I I won't I won't say them. I'll save them for your <laughs> if you ever get her <laughs> on. But but um just just she's just very impressive, like the things she does, her hobbies. She's, she also has a hobby of building cars. She's built cars from the ground. I know, I don't even know how time she has time to do it. Right. (laughs) Um, Yes. And then, you know, you know, being a mom now and, and teaching, teaching, um, you know, her, her child now this shooting sport, I just, it must be so rewarding too, but she's, uh, she's been a great ambassador for us and, and we're very happy that she's wearing us. Well, I love that that she involves her family because I didn't have a choice when I first started. And there's so many moms that are like, I would love to do this, but I have a family. And Mm -hmm. then there she was as a role model for me to say, you just take your family like her dad's there, kids there, like you just go. And so I never thought anything about it. And I chose a different route, you know, in the hunting industry, but she, she did play a role of just like nothing stopped her. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just share that message with women all the time. It's like, man, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I went to practice with my coach and I had a two-year-old there, like, don't <laughs> get off the cart, you know, <laughs> like I have to focus and stuff. And so, yeah, it, I don't know. It's just part of the story. So her story as a family has got to be very special to have accomplished so much. I mean, I don't know how many titles she has Olympic wins, but it's multiple. Uh, she has six medals um, so far. And yeah. I think she probably is going to, she's going to keep going. <laughs> so, That's so great. And, well, we are going to support her for sure. Yeah. Sure. And if you, if you didn't know, um, she also is the, I believe she's the only Olympic female that has won um, in six consecutive games. So for example, like Michael Phelps has maybe won nine medals in one game where she, every you know, every Olympics has won consecutively or medaled consecutively for six, six times in a row. So over the age of, I think she was 15 when she won her first medal, you know, up to, you know, where she is now, but it's, it's, she's the only female in all of of Olympic sports who have done that. So So, yeah, very impressive. Yeah. And she's such a great role model too, for all shooters, not just the female shooters coming up, but for all shooters. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just like celebrating her story. I think it is just so wonderful. 
Yeah, it's it's funny too because um, you know, even she's even an inspiration for for the men in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kind of hear sometimes like, oh, if she if she comes and shoots this shoot, we're all in trouble, you know. <laughs> the so, HOA is over. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. And and um and she's a she's a, a really big advocate for hunting. Um, I know that there were some uh, things she advocated for in the state of California that she's been a part of. So like for her, it's just, you know, shooting, hunting, all of it um, is, is such a, such an important thing for her. That's so great. And that she's been a part of your team for so long. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And actually it was um, when years ago when I was younger, I remember going to my first shot show um, and I actually have a signed um, autograph by Kim. And I was like, Oh, this is the coolest thing in the world. Now I know her personally and it's uh, it, but it's funny. I really, you know, was just like, wow, who's this lady with the medals, you know, years ago. Um, but it's just, it's amazing to see what she's done in the, the, the path that she has paved, um, in the shooting industry, just, just uh, like anyone, a lot of people that I've talked to, I, I love hearing people's stories and how, um, they've come into the sport and how they've used our product over time. Um, you know, like Josh Richmond, who is also an Olympian, um, in the army marksmanship unit, he's been wearing our product for quite some time. Uh, his kids are now old enough where he's fully trained, you know, training his kids too. Um, but it's just, uh, amazing. He started shooting, I think when he was five years old as well. So going back, right. You wish you started earlier Same here. I wish I started earlier, but it's really neat to hear people's stories and, and, and you're, you're right. It's a, it's a family affair. Like the whole family has to go. For, they for do. And, and you, like you are amazed by people's accomplishments, but then when you join the sport, you ha- you gain so much more respect for what they've accomplished because you have a taste of how hard it really is. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, you don't know until you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, I just, I could not imagine. Um, they say, you know, it's easy to get to the top, but it's hard to stay there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah yeah that's, so it's super cool and that's, that's her truth. calling like there's no doubt that's her calling to trailblaze for for females and all shooters you know and hunters in, in our industry so absolutely yeah, I, I, I saw that she was going to Italy so I wanted to bring her up and and encourage people to follow her if if they don't know about her because she does showcase that family um atmosphere on the road wherever she goes so well and and I do think that it helps other women say okay I can do it too right absolutely and and like I said before she's been a great ambassador for us because she's very involved with youth as well um you know so she really is a teacher too right when you're when you're instructing you're also teacher teaching the aspects so um she's teaching you know what what, what products she uses. Right. And everybody wants the lenses that she has. Um, and, uh, she is a little superstitious, superstitious. So she likes what she likes and she sticks with it. But, um, you know, when we, when we launched the new react lenses, she was floored by how much clarity, um, we have with those lenses. So she has Mm -hmm. been wearing those, um, pretty much the majority of the time now, but, um, she really helps with bringing new people into the brand. Um, you know, so, impressive all around. We're grateful to have her. We hope she stays forever. (laughs) No, I think she will. You know, but you bring up a great point about her being superstitious and just sticking with the same thing because I'm starting to feel that your, your lenses that you choose, I mean, yes, 
you have um, like a certain scenario for each color, right? So based on the sun or the shade or cloudiness, whatever, you would choose a certain lens or that would be the recommendation. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you and I both have blue eyes. So we are more light sensitive than someone that would have darker eyes. So it's almost like gun fit to a certain degree. Like you got to figure out what works for you in each scenario too. So that's another great reason to fill all your little slots in your eyeglass bag with all the different colors, your rainbow of lenses, because it changes so much. Right. And actually I've never heard it compared to that, but you're, you're so right. The gun, it's like a gun fit, right? It's, it's what yeah. works for you. Cause over time working so many events and talking to so many customers, it's just like, you could talk to a hundred people and you can have a hundred different answers or a hundred different lenses they want to use because everyone's eyes are different. I mean, I've seen scenarios where, where people with blue eyes actually will wear either a very dark lens or they might actually wear a very light lens, but it just really depends on that person, how they're computing the the vision, right? Maybe they want the most amount of light in to be able to see those, those um, colors as natural as they can. It really varies from person to person. So even when we're working, um, you know, at the shows, we'll, we'll just, we'll start the number one question, what lens do I wear? Right. You know, and we usually start with, we can start with the most popular, but really just, we want you to start looking through these because your eyes are going to tell you what works the best for you. Um, and then we always recommend usually a three lens set. So you want something for your low light conditions, something for your medium conditions and something for your bright conditions, right? We would actually be doing a disservice if we let a consumer walk away with just one lens, you know, on a rainy morning and all of a sudden the sun comes out and they're squinting like crazy because their light lens isn't dark enough for a brighter day. Yeah. Um, so and that's yeah. going to so happen when you get to the backside of the course and you don't have time to run back. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And and the opposite. I mean, I've been at shows where people might have a dark lens and all of a sudden it starts raining out and they're running over to my booth. Do you have anything for rain? (laughs) You know? So, so it's, it's just, we really try to set that customer up in the beginning for those, at least those, those different scenarios. And then they can add to their, their portfolio as much as they want after that. (laughs) Okay, well, I want to end with a question that I ask everyone that comes on here. And even though you're not a hunter, you are an avid shooter. And with your family history, I don't know if there's ever been anyone that could answer this um, question more with more clarity. But surrounded (laughs) by your the history of the brands and your family history, this revolutionary brand, what is your interpretation of the heart of the all-American shooter? Ooh, that's, that's like a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) This is a whole inspiration of why I started the podcast because traveling around from lodge to lodge and all the conversations at night, which would be the same thing if you guys tailgating after a shoot and everybody going and having lunch together or the barbecues afterwards, we all talk about very similar things and why we do what we do. Right. And I just love everybody's perspective of it. Yeah, no, definitely. I, um, I don't know if there's any one answer for that. Right. But, um, I, for me, I have fully enjoyed, you know, the, the, um, 
like you said, going to these events, meeting people, everybody's so friendly, right? You hear so many stories. Everyone's will talk to you, even if you don't want to be talked to, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's just like a jug. It's like a, it's a big family, whether you're, whether you're hunting or whether you're, you're clay shooting, it's just one giant family. Um, and everyone's there for the same reason is really just to have fun and, um, you know, be part of that camaraderie of, enjoying the sport they want to see the sport grow they want to um you know it's just it's just I don't know if there's any one right answer for that That that's a good question <laughs> but, <laughs> well but I yeah, love I it because we can always continue it you guys have new products coming out and everything we always want updates um anyone with any questions about the ranger products for the field um i know there's a slew of information for clay shooting but you can easily apply that to the field but you can reach out to ranger you can reach out to me and we can put you in the right direction the right contacts yeah definitely and um we have tiktok and i was uh also told we're part of threads which i'm not quite sure what that is yet i'm sure our listeners will, <laughs> i don't but... know either i don't um, I don't know if I but, can handle anymore. Yeah, we're on all the social media handles too. Um, so, you know, that's where they could they can find us as well. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your family history and the passions that you guys have to enrich our life and make our shooting experience so much better. And sometimes people just don't know what they don't know. And we hope that they go pick up a pair of Rangers and find that that extra three three clays that they've been missing. <laughs> and the, the the birds too and the birds too always <laughs> yeah. the birds yes. yeah no but thanks for having us on having me on um it was a pleasure chatting with you today you too all right thanks anna Papa gave daddy and daddy gave to me